get out of here. Well, as soon as Mr. Stone pays the ransom. Well, what's the problem? What is the ransom? It, it was $500,000. That shouldn't be a problem. He complained. He complained? And then we dropped our price to $50,000. Yeah. He didn't pay. He didn't pay? So now what? So now we're dropping our price again to $10,000. Do I understand this correctly? I'm being marked down? Why is this the bargain basement? Evening, ma'am. This could. Oh, she's been kidnapped by Kmart, all right. And welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. And on the East Coast right now, although she wasn't born there, is the. Oh, God, how old is Bet? <laughs> 77? Shit. Shit. Bet Midler. Bathhouse Betty. Icon. She had me look at Bill's records, and the guy's a saint. He's clean. He's a saint with a great lawyer. That's all. What? What do we what? do, huh? What do you say? You can't find anything on him? Oh, well, Elise, I'm really sorry, and I'm going to look again. This isn't fair, man. I mean, you're going to, you know, Aaron's is going to be massacred. Maury's not going to know what hit him. And Bill's just going to walk away with alimony. Well, we're just going to keep trying, Elise. Well, you better I keep trying, because this is my life, okay? And my money. I'm saying this to you with love, compassion, and the spirit of true sisterhood. You are full of shit. What? So, okay, alimony sucks. Okay, you didn't get to play a policewoman in a wonder bra. But look at you. You grew up gorgeous, and thanks to Cher's pioneering efforts, you still haven't hit puberty. And once upon a time, you were a terrific actress. You even got an Oscar to prove it. You spent your whole life with people sucking up to you. And I'm sure Annie will agree with me when I say your perception of life is somewhat altered. Annie, what? do you agree with her? Huh? Huh? Oh, uh, come on. Well, I don't know. She's... Hello, sunshine. Welcome. This is kidnapping. I will crucify you. You want to talk crucifixion? Happy Easter, Morty. deal letters from brenda's father about stocking your stores with stolen merchandise but what do they call it in the tabloids hot stuff yes. criminal activity you should be ashamed wake up and smell the audit aaron i have been listening to r&b really since i discovered r&b when i think i was about 10 or 11 years old i've been listening to all that and i think the 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 the, the hardness the difficulty of the, those lives for those women were, was uh i i really tried to bring that 
to the table. My favorites like, uh, you know, Big May Bell or Big Mama Thornton, you know, little Esther Phillips, Nina Simone, people like that. Uh, and of course, Tina Turner, who you never could discount. I mean, she was, uh, th th that range, that those, the people who were working in those days, the 50s, 60s, and early 70s were the, really the people that I listened to. And um, Paul Rothschild, who was a tremendous rock and roll producer, who had produced Janice, who had produced uh, Jimmy Morrison, who had produced, um, oh, Lord, well, he was big. And he was a really interesting character. I didn't know him, and he was a, a, he was a horse of another color, too. He was very tough. And he put the band together, and... Um, and he was a real martinet. I didn't really like him. He drove me. I sang until I bled, and I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. So uh, we rehearsed uh, with the band, with the band that he chose, which was a sensational band, about uh, at least four weeks that I can remember, and it might even have been more. I mean, I have a distinct memory of walking onto that soundstage day after day after day. And I brought two songs. The songs I brought were uh, When a Man Loves a Woman and Stay With Me. Uh, I brought those two, and the rest of it was it came from him, it came from Paul Rothschild. I thought that the band was fantastic. I subsequently worked with Robbie Buchanan. He was a terrific uh, piano player and keyboard player, fantastic. The stage movement, I had started gymnastics. I did gymnastics for like six months before I even started because I wanted it to have like this crawling feeling about it. I wanted the character to be able to do, you know, uh, dips and to be able to do, I never got to the splits, but we live, <laughs> we live in hope. Uh, I did a lot of, I did somersaults. I was able to do somersaults. I was able to do certain kinds of handstands. I was able to do all sorts of things that the gymnastics uh, teacher gave me. And I really wanted to have like a, 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 a kind of a panther quality to her movement on the stage, especially when she got on the floor. So he gave me that, and that was very helpful. And I told, and Tony and I worked on it as well. You know, it's, it was, she was a violent creature on the stage, and I wanted her to have a, uh, there was nothing, there didn't seem to be anything soft and, and um, leth, um, legato about her. It was always very, you know, lots of punches and lots of angularity. So I think we got that. I think, I think we got that. Just trying to debrief you. Dixie sang the songs. It's a bunch of horny guys. I mean, how are you going to lose, right? In that case, let me add them. Eddie told the jokes. Two hours along with you, that boy deserves a purple heart. Well, it was purple, all right, but I don't think it was his heart. And for over 50 years together, the two of you are going to be bigger than Burns and Allen. Bigger than hope and cross. The battle between them never ended. You got a toilet for a mouth, and I don't appreciate it. Him and Hitler, they probably have the same agent. But neither did the magic. Just relax and follow my lead. Yeah, right off a cliff. And so, yes, we know Bet for the music. She's off. Hey, her name is Bathhouse Betty because she started in the Continental Baths. 
with Melissa Manchester and Barry Manilow. So if you've ever questioned whether Barry Manilow is gay or not, well, he did play the Continental Baths with Bet and Melissa Manchester. Bet and Melissa Manchester. <laughs> but I think some of you forget that Bet is a really great actress nominated twice for the Academy Award. Once for The Rose, which was an a la Janis Joplin kind of, that's who they wanted her to play. And she's often said she doesn't think they could ever capture who Janis Joplin truly was. So this was almost like a homage to Janet, Janis Joplin. And then the second was for The Boys in 1991 where she played kind of this, um, you know, 1940s war years singer, kind of like, you know, a cross between, well, um, Phil Stiller couldn't sing, but so it was like that. Um, now, many people, many, many people, we talk about the song, the Wind Beneath My Wings. That is Bette Midler's, that's that's her signature song, signature song. And um, it's been remade, the film Beaches, that many of us, I mean, I've only seen Beaches maybe a, a handful of times. It's a powerful film. It's a heartbreaking film. Um, because I know so I know people who have cardiomyopathy, but it's indifferent. Um, they all have different versions of it. And so this is not an easy film for people to watch. You know. But it had one of Bette Midler's biggest hits. Jeez. The 80s. We talk about the 80s. Come on. C.C. Bloom wanted to be a star. And Hillary. Truly talented people. Truly talented. I've told you this at least 8 million times. And with a friendship that began 30 years ago at the beach. I happen to be the most fantastic person I've ever met in my entire life. I am? They shared good times. Times says CC Bloom's performance is both promising and purposeful. And bad times. Of a trick on me, I was a Through it all, Hillary stood by her side. Guess who got the lead in the Thousand Players in the Musical? I want to congratulate you for winning the Tony. Did you see the other broadcast in their team? That was great, wasn't it? Through marriage. I'm not you, man, wife. The happiest moment of my life. I don't ever want you to forget it. Through breakups. You caught Michael with another woman? Yeah. And now you're going to have a baby all on your own? Having a baby without a father, isn't that being selfish? All great love is selfish. And through their differences. You did everything you said you were going to do. Everything! You're smart. You're beautiful. You have hair that moves. Their friendship would last forever. Touchstone Pictures presents Academy Award nominee, Bette Midler. What in the spot? We didn't talk about you. 
What do you think of me? Academy Award nominee, Barbara Hershey. You maniac! And you always like me? No. Good. Then you can stay. In a motion picture about relationships. I'm a womanizer. You see, I'm... I'll see you back home on Monday. You're lucky. <laughs> about laughter. About life. She'd be dead. If she was dead, she would have dropped the bottle. Speeches. Oh my god. <laughs> um, see what I mean? Bet Bet has those wonderful one-liners. Huh. Huh, yeah. She's a fellow Sagittarius. This this is the month of the Sagittarius. You better get the fuck ready. Get those fires out. We like fires. Oh. Bathhouse Betty. Bette Midler was born December 1st, 1945 in Honolulu, Hawaii. Yes. Yes. Um, Jewish. And talked about one time she got in trouble with her mother because she was singing Jesus Loves Me in school. <laughs> oh, the fabulous Bette Midler. Fabulous. She was uh, she was in Fiddler on the Roof on Broadway, or was it? Oh, it was off Broadway. Never mind. Um, I just I think she's hilarious. I think she's hilarious. She really is an American icon. She's an and she won a Tony for um, playing Dolly Lieber and uh, Levi and Lieber. I'm so tired. In uh, Hello Dolly. Um, I, last year, she got the Kennedy Center Honor. And everybody, everybody turned out for Bet. Now, the world knows Bet as a superstar, and which you are. But I watched Bet from the very beginning, and she is a superpower goddess to me. I bow down to you, Bet, and you're a super. Uh, powerness and your super goddessness and your uh, ever ready batteriness. Yeah, that's because that's who you are. Oh, Bathhouse Betty. Bathhouse Betty. I couldn't name the episode that, but then some of you would probably get confused. Like, was she born in a bathhouse? No. And of course, of course, Hocus Pocus. Hocus. I'm not going to talk about the sequel because let's get real here. Let's get real. That was, well, it was what it was. Um, I've always told people the hilarity of um, the fact that Hocus Pocus is such a campy film. And they're like, what do you mean? I said, well, when you put Bathhouse Betty, they don't know her name, you know. And Hocus Pocus, and they're like, what do you mean by that? I said, well, you know, Bet is a gay icon, so she's going to bring a little camp to the film. You better, you were here. Sarah, you were in the back, dancing, idiotically. And the book said, yes. I remember it like it was yesterday. Yes. 
oil a boil and a dead man's nose. Dead man's toes! She's trying to concentrate. No. His thumb. Or was it his gums? A dead man's bun. This bun sounds like mums, chunks, 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 dead man's chunks. But of all the things, would you say you've settled into yourself? Um, I, I've settled into myself about sixty percent. The other forty is still struggling. Yeah, still struggling. The the uh, vestiges of that, gotta get there, gotta get there. That the vestiges of that are still alive and and they make themselves felt. You don't think you're there? I think I'm there, but that forty percent is just still making noise. But of all the things that you know, I've raised a fabulous daughter. I, my marriage has lasted twenty eight years. One I've of the single wonderful. best decisions of your life. Absolutely, marrying your husband. Yeah. In 1984, after dating just weeks, Bette married performance artist-turned-commodities trader Martin von Hasselberg. I don't think Bette really wants to be lead a high-profile, uh, conspicuous consumption kind of showbiz life. There was a conscious effort to create exactly the life that we had, and that's the life we got. Their 25-year-old daughter, Sophie, who looks mm, just a little like her mom, is a Yale graduate and an aspiring actress. What was it like growing up with her as your mom? Her? Well, um, no, I mean, you know, it definitely had its perks, but I would say for the most part, it was really normal. It's actually stricter than any of my friends' moms. I wasn't allowed to watch TV, I wasn't allowed to do this, I wasn't allowed to do that. You weren't allowed to watch so, TV? Nope. See, okay. I was only allowed to watch, like, silent movies and musicals. I swear that was all I This year, Bette and Martin celebrate their 28th anniversary. What makes it work? Well, I think um, giving each other a lot of space, trying to listen. Are you easy to live with? No. No, I am not. No. I'm, I'm crazy. <laughs> I really think I'm mentally ill. I, I, I do. I have obsessive compulsive disorder of some sort that hasn't been diagnosed. <laughs> no, really. I'm like, I'm like a rare bird. So how does he handle He's you? just, um, He handles me. I think he lets I mean, me how does live. He, he lets it. you live. He lets me live it through. But eventually, you know, sometimes you just have to say, you know, that's enough. So and the then he sits me down and he talks to me, and I do, I do, I do calm down. Now, let's say you're in this next chapter. Yeah. You're in your sixties. Do you mind? <laughs> do you mind? You're in your sixties. Are you? No, I'm not yet. But let okay. me say, you look so. Still carrying on the same? No, 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 not, no, not carrying no, on the same. Not no, carrying on the same. I, like I said, those two years in Vegas, after that was over, wore I you did, out. I, they did wear. They wore me out. Well, that's and what I was, and I was worn out to the point where I said, "Well, not is this really the way I want to continue?" Did you think of leaving show? When you we had a technical difficulty because you know sometimes my fingers they just. They just do what they want. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, you know, let's break away from it. Um, that is uh, Bette Midler talking to Oprah in 2012. And, and she's such a great interviewer. I mean, Bette. Yeah, but let me say, you look so... Thank you. And 
still carrying on the same? No, 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 not, not, not carrying not, on the same. Not no? carrying on the same. I, like I said, those two years in Vegas, after that was over, wore I you really, out. I, that, they did wear. They wore me out. Well, that's and what I was, and I was worn out to the point where I said, "Well, now is this really the way I want to continue?" Did you this think of leaving show business? I didn't think of leaving show business, but I did think about taking a hiatus, taking a sabbatical, and seeing what else was out there. I did, and I do, I do. I've taken up new things, you know. I go from time, you know, from time to time, I'll go take a class, mm -hmm. you know, just to. St I heard you're playing the guitar. I just picked up the guitar a few months ago, and it really has been fantastic. I, it's so been great. interesting. It is. It's it's great. I mean, I don't know a lot. I'm not very good at it, but it gives me so much joy. And if I wanted to accurately say where you are in your life right now, I would finish this sentence by saying, right now in her life. The Divine Miss M is... Taking stock. Assessing. Recalibrating. Recalibrating. I love that. That's new. That'll be out there in the ether. That's yes. great. I read Keith Richards' book. Well, I have it on my iPad. I haven't it's read it yet. It's is it? Is well, it? it's fabulous. And then he's older than I am, and he is still madly in love with music. I feel like... When you make a job, something that you're passionate about, your job, and it starts to, you start to get tired, then you need more, you need a boost. And he gave me that boost. He, the way he talks about music reminded me of the way I used to feel about music. So I looked, you know, started the guitar with his eyes, and it really has been fantastic. I, it's so been great. Interesting. Okay, let's break away from that. <laughs> Not that I don't like Oprah, but come on. It's Bette Midler. Bette fucking midler we're having a moment here we're having a moment um that has had many hits of course the rose uh when beneath my way wings um boogie woogie bugle boy do you want to dance from a distance um she's won a best new artist grammy best female pop vocal for the rose and record of the year for when beneath my wings yeah I can't play any of her music, which is fine. She does, you know, she sings and plays the ukulele. She's that wonderful mermaid, Dolores. Um, she is the divine Miss M. I mean, what else can we say about her? What else can we say? She is, as she would say, fabulous. You know what I mean? Um, but I really at heart, for me, a really great comedian. A great comedian. And we're doing this early because, well... It's my podcast and I can do what I want. So in about an hour, it will be her birthday. As Oprah rudely asked how old she was or stated it. And so to, to the Miss Divine M, the Divine Miss M, my fellow Sagittarian, happy birthday, unpleasant dreams. <laughs> 